Rio was nervous, you know, like he was like, "Are you gonna know, throw man. me under the bus?" All right, continue, please continue. Uh, uh, do not hold back. But yeah, man, he was ba- he was basically like, no chance. Like he was he was he was. He was he, he, I he didn't was say like, that. He was no. Nah, he I was, was like, just like a little bit skeptical because like he you know he was like, oh maybe we do seventeen fifty, maybe do two thousand. I was like, no no no, we're not changing anything. Like we, I wanna I wanna like we're keeping it like this. GM everyone, just a very quick intro from me. We jumped on a podcast, not really spontaneously, but it was kind of short planned with Daniel Allen and Rio Cragen to talk about the drop, the absolutely historic drop, if you ask me, in the music NFT space that they had last week called Criteria. And I'm not going to spoil it now. We go into a lot of detail at the beginning of the episode as to why the drop was historic, how it was successful, all the different details, all the metrics, etc. But I just wanted to do this quick intro video. Daniel and Rio are probably two of the most well-known, the most successful Web3 native uh, music NFT artists. They've, um, they're two of the top three most successful on Sound XYZ. The other one being Snoop Dogg, who is someone who has already has a huge following outside of Web3. So in this sense, they're pioneers. And I feel that with, with this drop as well, they are, they are pioneering the way for the, the yet undiscovered way of dropping music in the Web3 space. So again, I'm not going to take too much from it. I just wanted to put a disclaimer that I have minted a lot of Criteria NFTs, so I do hold a lot of these music NFTs. So just have that in mind that I I probably am biased because I am holding some of these NFTs. And I just wanted to make that clear up front before you actually dive into this episode so you have the proper context. Without further ado, let's get rolling with it. And uh, you'll have all the good all the good stuff inside of the episode. And we're live with uh, two legends of the music NFT space who just had a historic drop the last week with a pretty cool reveal yesterday. How are you guys doing? Uh, Daniel Allen, Rio Cragen, what's up? Doing great. We're good, man. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah, thank good. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for you're feeling us, pumped up. Energy levels high. Is uh, has there been any uh, pasta breakfast involved or? <laughs> not not today not today the, the pasta the pasta breakfast was a uh, that, that was that was a i was just a victim of circumstance you know i just happened to have only a few eggs in the fridge and some some pasta leftovers <laughs> this morning I, I went with you know some eggs and toast so it's okay, pretty straight okay so you're you're there back to normal not hyping up the the pasta train anymore i mean i, I always will i always will i'm a ride or die <laughs> i'm a ride or die like I, I i'm always gonna stick with what i'm gonna stick with my guns but you know uh, I'm always going to support the pasta breakfast movement. <laughs> pasta breakfast, man. Gotta... <laughs> Dude, I've I never think, done I, that I, before I in think my you life. Guys, I think you guys should definitely do a song now called Pasta Breakfast. That's a challenge for you. Right. Pasta breakfast. Next drop on no Sound way. XYZ. <laughs> we got to do breakfast burrito. Breakfast. That, that would yeah. slap. We are breakfast burrito fiends for sure. That sounds right? better. Like the, I, I, I like the, the alliteration. But yeah, did you guys get some sleep or are you still uh, into it with all the work that went into the drop and everything? Yesterday was still like a pretty long day um, prepping for the reveal and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, I think today is the first day where it's like, okay, cool. You know, like the dust has settled. Um, 
yeah, still a lot of hard work to do. Um, but I think we can finally get a little bit of shut eye. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Today, today's the first breather for me. I mean, like we, we were going, we were going really fast trying to make sure, I mean, up until the moment the drop happened, uh, like, or up until the drop, up until like the re- moment the reveal happened and everything, and even like a few hours after that, it was like, we're going like 110 miles per hour for like a few weeks there. So, uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going Christmas shopping nice. today. So that I can't even like, if I, if I would have said that at any other point in the past two weeks, I would have just, it's impossible. Like I, I literally, my calendars were so like, I had like every 30 minutes, like booked up literally from like 8am to like 11pm, you know? So it's nice. It's definitely nice to like get outside. <laughs> it's nice. I mean, I, I, I don't think even I realized how much work went into this drop. Um, and just to to set the stage for for people who might not know, I'm assuming lots of the people who listen to this know. But just to kind of recap, like a, a short overview, and then we can go into the details. So this was, if I'm not mistaken, the biggest drop all time on Sound XYZ. I'm not sure if it's the biggest drop, depending on the metrics you're looking at, in music NFTs in general. Um, maybe not necessarily by the amount raised, although I think the amount raised might be more than Snoop, because Snoop did a thousand editions at 0.1 ETH, and you guys raised, I mean, I saw two conflicting numbers. I saw 110 ETH and 104 ETH on Coop's newsletter, but it was definitely over 100 ETH, so right about maybe 130K USD. Um, probably Snoop's drop was more valuable because Ether was um, at a higher value. But definitely in, in ETH terms, it's the highest one on SoundXYZ. In terms of the number of uh, editions you minted, 2,500, biggest one. I'm not sure. I was trying to look for for um, info on the number of holders. You have 318 unique holders. This was as a few hours ago, maybe changed a bit. Uh, but it's quite a bit. Uh, the pre-sales, you had two. So you had two pre-sales for people who are holding uh, your past work. Uh, and one public sale. The pre-sales were an absolute gas war. Uh, they went in seconds. <laughs> I would know because I was the one of the lucky ones who managed to sneak in their transaction. I think I had the second transaction in, so I'm quite happy. Uh, but a lot of people didn't manage to get in, which is quite unfortunate, uh, in either of the two yeah. pre-sale phases. And then you had a public sale. So the pre-sale phases were 1,500 editions in total. And then you had a thousand editions yep. in the public sale, but what you did there is you adjusted the number of maximum mints, so it was only three mints per wallet, and that sold out in less than one hour, which is quite impressive given that the the amount that you could mint was capped. You were trending number one on OpenSea at some point pre post mint pre reveal, and. Yep. Is there any other stat that is imp- – this is everything that I had written down. Is there any other stat that was uh, impressive just to kind of set the context? Hmm. No, that, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, we, I know, I know we did 100 – it's 110 ETH on sound, 109.9. Okay. Uh, and then I think the only other – there is someone else that did a 2,500 edition drop, but it wasn't on sound. It was Violetta Zeroni. She did a, like the slingshot drop, which has 2,500 editions, but I think she did that on her own site. Gotcha. But other than that, okay, so- that's it. Yeah, I mean, it was fully independent as well. I think that's like the only other yeah, the only other thing that comes to mind. Yeah, he pretty much nailed it. Yeah, so we should mention, obviously, Snoop Dogg goes and does a drop on SoundXYZ. Obviously, people are going to mint that. It's a huge name. But you guys are 
one of the leaders in terms of Web3 native artists who are pioneering this road. You know, it's an unknown road. We have no idea where it's going, but you guys have been on it since the very beginning and you've managed to to do this drop, which is really impressive. And you've managed to, you know, we feel like it's a small community. I feel like it's growing. It still feels super small, but it like the, the energy, just what I've seen being on the Telegram groups, the energy was absolutely insane. People were so excited about this drop. And yeah, I assume you guys were, were as well. Do you want to take us through, I don't know, I kind of want to, I kind of want to, um, you know, get a feel of how it was for you guys every step of the way. Like, how was the prep? How was it before the drop? Were you nervous? Did you think like, oh, I don't think we're going to sell out? Were there any moments where technology failed you and you panicked that you wouldn't be able to, I don't know, any crazy stories like that? Um, maybe start with the planning first, like how you went into the planning. I'll just add one more thing because I think this is really interesting. So I, just like you mentioned, Daniel, off off air, I minted, I wasn't like a crazy NFT guy. I didn't mint that many, but like everyone else, you know, there was an entire mania in 2021. I minted a lot of NFTs. And then I got into music NFTs at the beginning of 2022. And I've seen people try to play with the drops a bit, but it never really made sense. Like it was only one song and they, they tried to do rarities. I think on one of your drops, Daniel, you guys tried to play with the, the artwork, but it was the same song, right? Or it was, it was different songs, but it wasn't like... I don't know, the rarities weren't as clear-cut, whereas I think the way you guys structured now is you didn't drop a song. You dropped an EP, an eight-song EP. And then you, I don't know, based on what you're probably going to elaborate on it, you assigned different supply numbers to the songs. So the title of DP criteria only has 25 editions out of 2,500, so it's only 1% of the NFTs. And then there's like differing uh, supply numbers for each of these songs. Um, and then, you know, the sound XYZ specific golden egg on each of these tracks. So it kind of has the feel of a traditional NFT mint. And I think that that plays a lot into the success of music NFTs because this whole energy that we had, you know, with the reveal and the excitement and people buying stuff pre-reveal because they don't know what they're going to get. And it's kind of like, oh, like a surprise moment. Like, am I going to be lucky? Am I going to be unlucky? Um, so how, how did the entire planning, like the price points, the pre-sale that, how, how did that come about? Yeah. I mean, it took a long time, <laughs> uh, as <laughs> uh, well said, it took a lot of iterations. I mean, so for example, right. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to like what we did for supply, right? Like the, the supply demand dynamic, like pricing dynamic is like the, one of the more difficult ones to figure out, right? Because you want to. You want to create a world where you're kind of, you're providing value to everyone, right? Uh, and obvious, but at the same time, like you want to incentivize people to, to get a few more of them to try to like increase their chances of getting like a more rare NFT. So what we did is like Criteria, which is the opening track. And there's like an artistic reason that we did it, but like Criteria, which is the, the what you referred to as like, the, that's 1% of the supply. That's a really good song. But then there's also like the least rare song, which is Supercharged, which I think is it a thousand editions that we did for Supercharged Rio? Yep. I think, yeah. So for Supercharged, that's actually going to be the first single on Spotify. So we wanted to make sure that like the song that a majority of people hold is still one of the strong songs. You know what I mean? Like we didn't want to, because like one of our goals is like to actually start to, you know, with doing 2,500 editions is, and having 318 unique collectors, right? Is like to start to bring fans into this stuff, you know? And if a fan's easiest entry point 
is a cheap NFT. Like that's that's you know I think the floor on supercharge is like 0.07 ETH right now or 0.06 ETH. It's like it's like somewhere above mint, right? Then it should still be like a really strong record, you know. Um, as when it comes to when it comes to planning, right? We this was a really dynamic drop too. You know what I mean? Like uh, this is something I said. I, I'm pretty sure I I don't even think I said this on the last episode, right? But but our our thought process was like, you know, on the web two side, you you do a lot of planning before every song. You know, like you're you think you make the music, you think about the creative direction, you maybe shoot a music video for the song, and then if you have an infrastructure, you can tour with the song. But on the web three side, really what we've been saying is like you drop on sound, and then maybe if you really feel like you want to be, you know, advanced, then you do like a mirror post to promote it, right? But with us you know, a big part of our planning was how can we have like a web three rollout just like we would have a web two rollout. So that's why we decided to partner with Arpeggi, why we decided to partner with Spinamp, why we decided to do a live listening experience with on cyber, because I think it's all part of like a rollout and like a proper, I think, I think like you said, um, we had like a really, I guess like hype experience, right. When everything happened, like when the mint was happening, when the presale, when the public, and I think that was all by design in a lot of ways, you know, like we, 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 we the on cyberspace like we wanted to simulate like okay like obviously our collectors are all around the world so it's like you know it's very difficult to get everyone in one room but how can we try to simulate as much of a show experience as we can where it's obviously you can't capture the emotion of a show but how can we get this like close where you have the social aspect of it and then that's why we decided to do on cyber right like which is like the touring part of a Web Two rollout. It, it, you could do a splice pack on the on the Web Two side, but I'm like, okay, like why don't we just bring samples on chain and see like what people can do with those samples, right? Uh, and those are various parts of the song. That's various like stems from from records, some real vocals, whatever. Like that is essentially like the the sample pack version uh, on the Web Three side. And and Spinamp is using using a cu- they did like a custom skin for us. That's like when you go to Spotify and you have a cu- and you have Spotify canvas. So I think like the holistic approach here is for people who are like coming in to not necessarily think that it's like jarring. It's just the same. It's a lot of the same stuff. It's just on chain and like digestible. And it's like, you've seen this before, you know, it's just in a little bit of a different context. Completely. Do you have anything that you, do you want to add Rio? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, nothing more than it was, it was really well thought out and we took our time, uh, you know, rolling this out. You know, I always say this too, like if we're going to spend, you know, six months to a year making the music, we should be spending that amount of time, you know, thinking about art, thinking about rolling it out properly and really treat it how it should be treated, you know? Um, And I think um, that's a lot of the stuff that unfortunately you don't get in every, you know, Web3 music rollout uh, because it's like, you know, make the song, do the artwork, upload it to sound. And, you know, I feel like you lose a lot of the the magic, you know, if you don't like really put the effort and um, the energy into rolling it out properly, man. Like, I think the music deserves a moment. And that's something that we wanted to, you know, solidify and cement into the criteria project, man. Like, and that's like, you know, we, we pay like really close attention to what's going on, especially me specifically. Um, and I was just like, why is nobody doing this, man? Like, I, uh, we got to do this because this, you know, like 
this isn't a game to us. Like we love making music and we want to show people like how much like the music is important to us. And uh, I think that was like a lot of the thought process behind this. It's like, let's put, you know, everything we got into this project um, and show people we care. And I, I think yeah. um, the message was received uh, pretty well too. Like, you know, seeing all over Twitter uh, in our collector chats and whatnot, like it was, it was, it was an amazing week and I'm just like super stoked at, you know, like, um, how it was received, but also I'm really proud of like, you know, our small, like core team that like really helped bring this to life. Uh, and yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a moment, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really excited for you guys. And it's just everything you guys mentioned, the way you execute it. I mentioned before, like, it seems like such a small community compared to like the bigger crypto community or the bigger music community but i don't know the energy it 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 just feels like it's something that's going to be big and like we're super early and it feels like i i hope two years from now we're gonna look back at this podcast and just see where we where we've come to and just realize, wow, that was super early. And these were the innovations because one of my later questions was what's the difference between uh, what you prepped for this drop in Web3 versus dropping on Web2, which I know um, will happen uh, with Criteria as well because you have, we have to unite the two worlds, right? And that's the whole point of the music that you created. You, don't, you didn't create it just for crypto people to listen to it. You wanted to, to hit the mainstream. Uh, and I think it's really interesting, the, the analogy you made, Daniel, that you're looking at how the process works in Web 2 and trying to replicate it in Web 3, but you wouldn't do it through the same kind of tools. You're doing it through Web 3 native tools, which maybe at this point in time, you know, we're at the depths of a bear market, which, by the way, makes this whole thing even more impressive. But maybe there's, you know, like 100, 200, 300 people tuning into each of these uh, communities that you're going to. But in a year or two, when potentially music NFTs will be much more common, uh, there will be two, three, four thousand, or twenty, thirty, forty thousand. So I think that's really cool. Uh, so that's why I'm super excited because it feels like I, I feel people will look at this and they're gonna try to replicate what you guys just did because it kind of sets the blueprint for how the drops should be done and how much thinking should go into a drop from now on. Um, and maybe more thoughts should go into the pre-sales as well. What did you guys think about? <laughs> <laughs> about the pre-sales what, what did you think when they like the first one i think it went just instantly like in 30 seconds right yeah right yeah. correct yeah i mean like one of the main goals is like you know we have we have community um and like we have people who have been like rocking with us for you know over a year now and I guess, like, one of the main questions is, like, how can we really, like, highlight and, um, you know, make sure they're taken care of as well. And so that was, like, the idea behind doing two pre-sale phases. Um, you know, we had, you know, like, only f – I think it was, like, for the first phase, if you held 10 uh, NFTs from, you know, combined Daniel and I, uh, that's, like, how – how you were able to qualify for that um, and be on the allow list. And yeah, we're just trying to, you know, we're trying to do something different. Uh, and yeah, it just went, <laughs> it went ridiculously fast. So that was insane. Yeah. I mean, I think with, with um, supply amount in general, right. I mean, there were, it was pretty simple. Like there were three tiers, you know, like we, the OP phase, which is what we call the first pre-sale and OP now, as you guys know, is like a, a name of, 
one of the songs mm-hmm. on the project. Um, the, yep. the OP phase was like 75 max mint, uh, only 750 editions. Only only 10 people could do it if they if they minted the max. And that's like people who have been literally were scoping my records on catalog a year and a half ago before anyone thought it was cool, right? Uh, a lot of those, that, that really was like a lot of the demographic or people who got too close on sound, like people who were there literally from day one. And then the second preset, which was 25 edition uh, max at, seven, at 750, was also like, okay, you've been, you've still been here somewhat like before the hype train, like you've, you've, you've caught on in the past like six to eight months, right? And then doing our three mint max per wallet in the public was the total opposite. You know, it was like, we we didn't we didn't know that the presale would sell out that fast. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like for us, like the biggest sound drop before this was was Snoop. Like you said, Snoop did a thousand editions. I'm pretty sure his was instant. I don't think he had a presale. I think his whole thing was public. But like you said, that's 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 Snoop Dogg, bro. I mean, he's like an actual legend in the music industry. He's been doing this for like thirty fucking years now. You know, um, and so. For us, twenty five hundred was like you know, Rio was just kind of nervous about it. You <laughs> this know, he is, was this, like, this, like oh, this is what I'm here for. This kind of stuff is what I'm here. For. This is yeah. what I want right. to hear. <laughs> Tell yeah. me everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rio, Rio, Rio was nervous. You know, like he was like, I are you gonna know, throw man. me under the bus? Hey man, you, this you is threw me so under gonna the bus go into it. It's mine. Sure, sure, sure. All right, continue. Please continue. Do not hold back. But yeah, man, he was he was basically like. No chance. Like he was, he was, he was. He, he was I didn't he was say like, that. He was no. He I was, was just like, like a little bit skeptical because, like, he, you know, he was like, oh, maybe we do seventeen fifty, maybe we do two thousand. I was like, no, 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 we're not changing anything. Like, we, I wanna, I wanna, like, we're keeping it like this because, like, here's the thing. Gen- actually, on a serious note, like, every drop that I've done, uh, like, I've had three like kind of big hallmark drops. I've had overstimulated. I've had glass house, and now I've had criteria. With overstimulated and glass house, the thing about both of those drops, like the common thread, was that I was very uncomfortable. You know, like when ever since I did my two close drop, like I, I'm I'm grateful for when I would do like my regular sound drops, so like 50 editions or whatever. But most of the time, that's me. That's about me highlighting other artists. Like that has nothing to do with really like me. That's like that's like me uploading a song to SoundCloud. And while I'm grateful for being early, and that's like why it works. Like it's more like oh, like here's a record with Kevin George. Everyone go check out Kevin George. Kevin, go do your thing now. Like you know, but. I, I don't necessarily feel uncomfortable in those moments because there's a de- there's a degree of like confidence and like you know putting in the work that I that I've been there early with overstimulated. I remember we wanted to raise fifty ETH and I was like, we're me and Cooper who's the the project manager on everything. He's the project manager on Criteria. We're just like, bro, like, come on, you know, like like there's no way, you know, there's no way something like this happens. Like when I did Glasshouse on my own site, uh, it was a thousand editions and we were just like. You know, like that, that's Steve, like that, that's Steve, like, and I, and I, I like that feeling. I think that it's the same thing. Like I, I couldn't show Rio, but I obviously felt the same way as him, you know, because like, I, I you know, like it's, it's, I kind of just had to be like, no, 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 like we got, dude, don't worry. Like we, we got this, you know, <laughs> but, but in my head, obviously, in my head, obviously I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, dude, that's 2.5 X, the biggest uh, drop on sound, which was Snoop Dogg. Um, yep. Yep. So with that said, like bringing it back to like what we were talking about. When we did 1500 so fast, we had no idea. Like, we had no idea that it was going to happen that way because our original plan was to do 25 at public sale. And part of that was because people are still going to want to max buy. But at the same time, we wanted to limit as much bot activity as we yeah. could. And, yeah. and we wanted to maximize uh, people who want their first Daniel NFT and who want their first Rio NFT. And 
but they might not have a lot of those people probably don't have that much experience in web three right um and we didn't want them to get like gassed out you know what i mean so it's like if you're someone who because like you said multiple times during this podcast dragos like I mean, the the goal is to like kind of bring the two worlds together, whether that's, uh, you know, a, a two year goal or a 10 year goal, like only time will tell, you know, but um, our rationale is like, let's bring this down to three, because if you really want to ape in after the two public sales, I'm sorry, but you just might have to make 10 wallets, you know, but in, in, in our mind, it was like, it was like the risk that we were cool with taking because at the end of the day, like our goal was to bring as many people into it as we could. Yeah, that's 100% the goal. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, the bot conversation too. That was like a for for like literally a few days we were like, how do we fucking ensure that these guys don't snag it up? You know, like and it's yeah, it's just insane because um, you know, like Dan's pieces are pretty high in demand, you know, um, you know, my pieces are pretty high in demand and that's like one of the things that we've been trying to, you know, uh, figure out how to conquer for definitely like a few months now. Um, and yeah, but we did we did the best that we could, and I think we did a pretty damn good job. Honestly. But I will, I will say, like we we kind of we kind of lucked out in a lot of ways because of the like team that we had. I mean, really, this entire really this entire process was like was super collaborative, right? You know, like whether it's the composability of using all the other platforms, the arpeggios, the spin amps, the on cybers of the world, the sound and bonfire, I forgot to mention earlier them too. Um, and even having, you know, like, you know, Cooper, the project manager and our creative director, Metza, who did the artwork, like we, we were able to do it because it was like a, it was a huge team effort. And even on the music yep. s- side, you know, like me and Rhea definitely like it, in a very healthy way, like we butt heads a lot on the, uh, you know, on, on some of the music stuff, you know, like there were, you know, I've said it a few times and I'll say it again, like the songs wouldn't be what they are without Rio because first of all, I'm a producer. So I rely on other people to make my records what they are, you know, um, like they're the 100 percenters of the world. I, th- I think Rio is one of them, like Bloody White is one of them. DLG is another one, right, where they just do 100 percent of everything. For me, I'm just a sound nerd and I love doing things that way, you know, but to, to a, lot, a lot of records, uh, I, I think do require vocals to like bring them over the top. But a lot of the times people like me, like the producer type are very like. I'm a nerd. I want to fucking flex. I want to make a bunch of really cool sounds. But the reality is if you do that too much, then like it's very difficult to find like a breathable pocket for like a vocal to sit on top of. And like with me and Rio, when we, when it was just the two of us working before we thought about the team of this whole rollout, you know, like it was, it would just be like, Hey man, here's like some crazy synth. And he'll be like, all right, cool. Here's the only good two seconds of that. <laughs> let's like, let's like, you know, like, like let's only like build around that and then and then he would bring he would make a chorus because i mean most of the times rio is like a hook first like writer um so rio would make the chorus then i would take like a minute 30 seconds to get the chorus and he'd be like take like 50 seconds out like like stop like you know like cut the fat like get rid of all this like let's get to the point of it all um and so yeah man like our 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 entire our, our entire process is what it was because of the people that were involved in it you know like from me and rio on the music side um to like Rio Cooper, Ant, Metza, um, Delfina, my manager. Like you know, yeah. like having all that, like having all of them definitely made it. Uh, and even even like Brett, who came into like Brett came into um, blockchain Brett but, uh, or Web three Brett. He has both. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but you know he uh, he came in to like help us with like some of the rarity thoughts from his like experience in the PFP world. So generally just a shout out i guess to everyone who worked on it but yeah i couldn't it, it definitely takes a village and it did in this in this uh instance definitely 
Yeah, it's like you want outside opinions from, you know, others who don't necessarily do what you do on a daily basis as well. You know, you need the checks and balances and you need like um people who have like, you know, amazing skill sets on in on a different part, you know. And uh yeah, I don't know. I'm just like really I'm stoked at how how it's been going so far and um yeah, but like I keep saying, you know, the hard work just begins now. Um we um you know, we got to go crazy with the music. We got to accrue value back to the project and um, put people, you know, uh, grow the space. You know what I mean? This was also one of the main goals. It's like, cool, like we need to put a spotlight on the fact that there are, you know, a few thousand artists like doing this, you know, on the Internet right now and um, uh, bring awareness to what's going on in music NFTs and in Web3 music. Um and yeah, man, I mean, you know, that's like been something that has been really important to us. And I think next year uh, we're going to work very rigorously on like making sure it happens. Okay, so I want to ask you about that. Um, okay, you said you, you – well, first off, one of the other highlights was in terms of like approval from people high up in the music industry. You got um, – the Snoop approved and the Diplo approved memes. <laughs> so Snoop, yeah. uh, Snoop minted one, I think, and Diplo bought one off secondary. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know if Snoop minted one. I know that he uh, he shouted us out. Yeah, he said Snoop approved. He didn't. He How did that make you feel? On Twitter. Uh, Man, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, we've been fortunate. I mean, I've been fortunate enough in the past year to like. Uh, meet whether it's in the form of working together or in passing a lot of my favorite artists um, and it still feels really cool every time you know I've never I've never spoken to Snoop uh, or anything like that or I don't really know anyone on his team but it was cool man I mean it's nice I think one of the reasons that he's really successful is like he always keeps his like finger on the pulse man like he's he's you know he he gives off this image that he's like just some stoner who's like chilling but like bro is smart as fuck like don't be don't be like fooled like he's he is really tapped in and like knows what's going on. And I think honestly, it was more, that was more of like a, honestly, like a, like a tap to him because he, uh, he, he's definitely like involved and, and, and he's not too big to like see what's happening on like a smaller level, you know? So he's, uh, it was cool. It was cool for I've sure. I've seen that with, um, with a few artists who are keeping tabs on this and trying to, obviously it's really different for a huge artist that has a, a huge following to do a drop like this because they already have all this attention. And if they announce a drop like this, a lot of their fans might turn against them because of the preconceptions that they have about Web3. Um, but I've seen a few, like Armin Van Buren also did a drop to his, to his uh, fans, kind of like an NFT drop that like has perks and stuff. And I was looking on through Instagram on the comments and like most of them were positive and I went on the Discord, like I minted a few, I went on the Discord, I'm talking to people, but there were also some comments like, this costs $200, which is more than your upcoming festival. How dare you do this? You're trying to take all this money from us, blah, blah. And they just clearly don't get it. So I, I, I agree. It's like, it, it speaks a lot when these artists are aware, like, okay, I'm in my 40s, I'm relevant to a lot of people, but I also want to keep up with the new generation, what they think is relevant. And yeah, I'm really bullish on music NFTs and NFTs in general for this whole stuff. Like I think the millennial 
Zoomers, actually, Zoomers and, and below them are going to go crazy with this stuff because their whole lives are digital. And the only way collectibles make sense, they're not going to collect vinyl. They're going to collect music NFTs. Yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah. Was, I, was at, I was at dinner with Cooper the other night. And uh, this artist, Fally. And Cooper basically said something that I, I you know, I, as much as me and him work together, we do disagree on some things. But he said this one thing that really stood out to me that I really agree with, which was like, honestly, like I do this shit because it's cool. And I think I, I have a lot of conviction in it being cool. And as simple as that sounds, that really stood out to me. Because like, like, why do you buy merch, right? Like, yeah, you buy merch to like support the artists. You, you buy merch because it's like clothing, but like it's cool. At the end of the day, like it's just like a cool thing to do to be able to like have your favorite artist thing and wear it on you. And I know that that's like a very underwhelming way of, of thinking about it, but it's the same reason that you buy vinyl. Like you buy vinyl because it's cool like these that like i just think this is a new asset class of cool which is like you know it's 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 like and, and that to me is, is has been how i've been thinking about it ever since because like if you for the people that were like in armin's chat like saying like oh you know it, it's a it, it's the same price as a festival ticket or whatever but you go to a festival because that's a that's just cool like it's fun to like go like to, to go with all your friends or whatever like it, it's really simple in my mind you know and so like I, th I think collecting art is just going to turn into something that's really cool and sure like it has like a little bit of financial upside but like you could say the same thing about merch if you get someone's like first merch piece like you know then then maybe one day it'll be worth a lot like like michael jordan's like yep. college yeah, yeah, worn yeah. jersey like at unc you know what i mean like it's it's really a lot of the same things. This is just like I think that there's just a degree of uh I guess intimidation because of how uh because of how public the financial mm. incentives are, but I think the fi the fi I think the financialization of it has always been there, you know? It's just always been like the data has never been so public. Yeah, but available. like when you buy you merch know? off an artist, you're not going to look to resell it or anything like that. It's just you just you know what I mean? Like it, this is so much cooler since we're using the the word cool. Because there's so many layers and incentives and interconnectedness between it. Because I think you're right. Like there's, you're doing it because it's cool, right? It's cool to collect music NFTs. Um, sure, there's the financial stuff as well. Like we're all here. We see we're, we see we're early. We're collecting a lot. And if we're right, then there's going to be a lot of financial gain. Also, I think it gives you a lot of status, which it, it, status and sense of belonging in a community. So. To yep. take the Armin drop, for example, like I'm a big fan. I bought two of the, there's like 25 pieces out of 2,500. And I bought two of them off secondary. I paid like 0 0.8 and 0 0.9 ETH for them. And I didn't blink. Like I was like, I'm buying this because it's super rare. And if he actually puts all this effort into the community, I'm going to have two of the most rarest of his pieces. And he's like, you know, he's like one of the most well-known DJs in the world. So for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, but also being yep. in a Discord and talking to people, I'm going to this festival. They're coming to other festivals as well where he's playing. Like, I'm going to meet all these people. So it brings a sense of belonging. But then I'm also holding his NFTs, which is uh, a sense of status, right? Like, I'm holding... I have, I have a really cool collection of criteria, which is fun. Like, I enjoy the music. I enjoy talking to you guys. But also, like, hey, I have some pretty cool NFTs, which I can showcase. So it's like all yeah. these things blended together. And the, the, the ecosystem is so open like everything is open source and kind of like bricks that you can build on. Um, so it allows all these new use cases that weren't possible before. So it's just, yeah. I mean, I know we're all in agreement, but it's just good to uh, 
verbalize all these thoughts yeah. and put them together to convince everyone that we should be bullish on music NFTs when everything in crypto seems to be uh, on the brink of collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, these it's are so dark funny, times. Man. We're like in our little... Yeah, they are dark times, but it's it's been really cool because, you know, music NFTs seem to be their own pocket. Um, and it's like, yeah, maybe the world's falling apart around us, but we're still doing our thing over here. That's the most impressive part. Yeah, been we've crazy. been like on a crazy run these past few months where the activity – yep. I, I kid you not, one of the best indicators for me for, for crypto – like I've been in crypto for five years now, and it's Telegram chat activity. Like Telegram chat activity in yep. the middle of the bull run, I would wake up in the morning and it would take me two hours to catch up on all the chats. It was just like so mentally taxing. Yep. And then I would have to like go through all the chats throughout the day consistently. I couldn't do any work um, or like I would have to block out time, etc. Now, especially in the past two months, it's completely dead. Group chats where I would have, yeah. I would wake up to a thousand messages after my eight hours of sleep. They barely have like 10 messages now. People are barely talking, but the music, That's yeah, crazy. the music NFT groups, Jesus, like, okay, it's not like a thousand messages per day, <laughs> but it's quite a bit. Like, the activity is there. Um, so it's like real yeah. engagement. And also what I like is what yep. you guys mentioned. I, there's a lot of people that came into Web3 through music NFTs who don't know much about, you know, minting or gas war or stuff like that. You can see they're just pure music lovers who are enjoying a new technology. And I think... This can be one of the um, one of the verticals that brings a lot of people into Web three through something that they consume anyway on a daily basis. Um, yep. So since we're talking about music, uh, I know we just dived into all the details about the drop, etc. But I'm sure you guys talked about it on the spaces yesterday. But for people who who didn't manage to listen to it, tell me about the music. Like, how did it all come about? The artistic uh, way and and how. How do you guys feel about it? Because Daniel mentioned on our previous podcast that he thinks some of these hits could be one of the ones that hit the mainstream. And I know that's your guys' goal. So how do you feel about the music and, and what are your plans for it in 2023? We hate it. We don't, we don't, we don't believe in it at <laughs> <Okay>. all. Uh, <laughs> Successful drop. No, 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 I'm kidding. I... <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily start putting the pressure that I, that we have the expectation of like a song being a hit because there are so many factors that go into it. Like, I haven't had one personally. Um, I think Rio has has one that he that he could probably speak on, but it, it's it's like a hit is is sometimes it is a, a, a lot about some of the things that don't necessarily have to do with the music. So, uh, as as much as like there are hit records, like. It's just a it's just a very complex formula. I think our kind of goal is to try to steer the ship that way as much as we can, and then let whatever happens happen. You know, like with with the music itself, like I felt and Rio kind of felt like there was this pocket that lived in between like electronic music and rap music, and we wanted to find a way to fill that void. Like I wanted a lot of these records to feel like like my sets are, are DJ sets, Rio sets, or he's like animated in front of a crowd you know like rapping and, and singing and performing and i wanted this to feel like it's music that i could play at my shows in a dj set just as much as it's something that uh rio can play uh at his sets in front of like a in front of like a more live audience and so i i think that that's why we made it such a big point to to um 
to focus so much on the music and spend like this long on it. Uh, I think that like the rollout, the reason that the rollout is what it is because we wanted to to do the music justice, you know? Um, and like, yeah. So like I said, I mean, Rio, I'm sure can add a lot to this, uh, to these points, but yeah, we, we're going to try our best, you know, to, to steer it and get our distribution straight and, you know, find the best partner that makes sense for the, for the rollout. But I don't think you can totally control if if a song is a hit or not. But I, I might I be didn't, wrong. I didn't mean to put that sense. pressure on. Um. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. We 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 were. It's healthy pressure. It's healthy pressure. It's not. We we like pressure. It's a good thing. Yeah. No, I'm stoked. I think. Um, look, man. I believe in the music more than probably anyone else. Honestly, like I'm. I'm very confident. Uh, you know, these days in like the the stuff that we're making and. Um, you know, I, I, I never put the pressure on myself of like it being a hit. Like the only thing that I put the pressure on myself on is like, I, I want this shit to be good and I'm going to do everything that I can and, and, uh, to ensure that, you know, the song is as best as it can be before we just put it out into the world. And, um, that's the only thing, you know, I have control yep. over complete control over, you know? And uh, that's the only thing that Dan has complete control over. Uh, I think from there, you know, we're going to do our best and give it 100% uh, to make sure that the music is serviced properly. Um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, I, th- I think I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great outcome and it's going to be a win regardless um, of how, like, things end up panning out. But I'm super excited, man. I mean, like... You know, this is this is a project that we spent a really long time on, and um, I know that we're we're gonna go above and beyond to making sure that it you know takes off. So, um, and you know, you know, the cool thing is, since there is a gap between us, the music living on like Spinamp, living on Chain, versus it uh, actually being out, which is amazing because you're able to like adjust things in real time, and you're able to gauge people's, you know, like real reactions to it. Like, I played a show, I played, like, a little show the other night, like, for that Cooper put on, and I tried to sneak, like, a few songs from Criteria in it just to see, like, what people's reactions were, and, like, Grady uh, just dropped an album, uh, uh, he just dropped his album Cherry, and he Cherry. did a release, and, yeah, yeah, shout out Cherry, and and he did a little release party, and then at the end, he's like, oh, like, send me Criteria, I'll just put it on Ox, and we, we only caught for the first half, because we were so tired and wanted to head home, but we were kind of just, like, looking, like, you're kind of just, like, looking around, like, Obviously, people have never heard these songs before, but what's their like genuine reaction, you know? And and fortunately, like we're able to adjust. Like maybe maybe that's part is too long or whatever, you know. I would say like the parts that come out on DSPs are still going to be like ninety percent, like ninety five percent accurate to what the actual songs are going to be. But it is nice to just have this, you know, few month buffer of playing it out, seeing what the reactions are, and like you know, because and getting like you know people's genuine thoughts on the songs. Like we we. Well, we we played okay, yes, on the way out, and some people were like, people were almost like humming it like they knew it at like Grady's party, like oh, oh yeah, 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 like you know, it was a vibe. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to test it out. Like it's that. so interesting. Go go ahead, Rio. Seeing it out in the yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was a blast. It was a blast. Yeah, again, shout out Cherry. Uh, shout out to Grady. He's the only guest vocal on uh, on Criteria as well, and uh, love that guy to death. Um, one of the most talented human beings that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, uh, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's just so insane. Uh, you know, it's funny, like Grady is an eccentric person. The first time I met him was like at the glass house sessions. Um, the man's just like, 
wearing old, like nothing but boxers, uh, playing guitar. I was like, who is this guy? And, uh, yeah, he's become a really good friend of mine and just, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Dude, the, he, I remember, I'll never forget this. Uh, we were in the middle of writing like serious songs in a, like a serious session. Everyone's starting to wind down and literally he's just like boxers guitar and just like turns on Omegle and just like starts singing impromptu songs for strangers. And they're just like, they sound like smash <laughs> records. Like they were just amazing. I was like, bro, who is who is this guy? <laughs> like, how is he so talented? And then also, like, he can just, like, bro, if someone's playing a chord, like, he knows what it is. Like, it's just wild. He's like, yeah. Like, that trick that Charlie Puth does. Yeah, Grady can do that shit. It's just like, yeah. bro, how do people exist <laughs> like this? Like, I wish that I had that, you know, amount of talent. So we have, like, a really talented yeah, roster crazy. in the Web3 world. Just need, just need to make right, the, for the rest sure. of the world aware of it. Yeah, that's a – and I think – look, man, I think that that comes. Uh, and the reason why is just like you said, you can feel yeah. the energy. Like you can see the, you know, the amount of engagement in our small like, you know, community. Um, it's just – I think it's just a matter of time, right? I think once people get put on to the like insane amount of talent, like – dude, like I've – I work with a lot of Web3 musicians um, now um, over the past, like, year, and it's just blown me away, like, by how good everyone is, and um, I think that a lot more people are going to start to realize that as more, you know, as more talent comes into the market, as more speculators, as more, you know, uh, lovers of music, uh, it's just a matter of time, man. I know it's just a matter of time, and we're just early, and uh, I am I feel blessed to be early. I feel extremely blessed to be early, honestly. We're so early. There was this meme, uh, there was this yeah. meme in 2021 in, in crypto, it was like, oh my god, it's so early, I cannot believe how early it is we're all so early it's always so early but no, we're, ac <laughs> we're actually earlier uh dude i hear that um that's why we say gm is because it's yeah, early. GM, yeah of course <laughs> started yeah. with start off with good yeah. morning to everyone except uh so and so and then it just turned into morphed into gm and now everyone hates us outside of crypto <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's man yeah. you gotta love crypto like the memes are just something else i have i'll tell you off off air i'll so tell you true. an idea for a meme that i have and i'll, I'll get your ideas uh i want to put it out i want to put go. it out in the next few days um so what's next in tell me about the rollout for criteria on dsps and everything or like what plans do you have in 2023 for this project like touring, whatever it is, how do you plan to merge the two worlds? Yeah, I mean, I could give you the very loose structure. Division, yeah, um, whatever. First single, quarter one, baby. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. Load it up. Load it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like we have like we have a pretty we have a pretty uh, general outline of the plan right now. But in traditional music, man, you know, some things you have to play by ear. If uh if the first single takes off, that might change like everything, but we do have a we have a plan right now. Yeah, and it's it's like the reality is is like I was talking about earlier, we can only control things that we can control and for us, we want to control like our flexibility and our leverage between each song. Like we we want to we we have 
we know that we want there to be like three or four singles. We have a general idea of what we want those singles to be. We have all the general idea of the dates. Um, we have the idea for all of the creative, like what we want to do for videos, what we want to do for like, that's, that's all there, but we just, we don't want to necessarily put it so out there. Um, because things can, things can totally change, especially in today's music industry, like a song catches somewhere and everything you blow it all up and have to, and have to start from ground one. But yeah, generally speaking, like Q1 going into Q2 is where a lot of criteria is going to come out, um, on DSPs. Um, and yeah, we're just like going to put our best foot forward and give it like the proper spacing that it needs. Um, but super, we can't, I, I'm, we can, we can say supercharge is the first single. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy to say okay. that. Intel on supercharge. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the, on the web, we, we also have like a few more plans on the web three side, um, in terms, yeah, in terms of the rollout, like we, we announced our Apeggy partnership, but it hasn't been, you know, we haven't really spoken too much about like what exactly that is. Um, so, I mean, for us, we're doing, we're doing like a sample pack with them. Like I kind of alluded to earlier, it's a kind of the, the on-chain like splice activation for us in a lot of ways. And, and they have way more to them than just that. That's just like the closest analogy I can make. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're doing like a sample pack for it. Um, we, it's like some construction kits for the song. So it's like, uh, and we can, we could say it cause he's gonna, this is gonna come out, uh, like at the day before the pack comes out, but yeah. they're gonna be, um, so it's like close to 20 vocal one shots from Rio um, that are basically just like a bunch of ad libs and stuff um, and a few like more melodic ones. And then it's like eight construction kits from the song. So like, let's say that it's like eight bars of like more of more in love, for example. Um, then it's like that entire loop deconstructed. So like the chords under it, the drums under it, um, you know, like arps or whatever is under it. Um, and I mean, we, I feel like there's a really untapped world of what happens with on-chain samples as well, you know, and just on-chain sample packs, because like, you're able, you'll be like, there, there was this like phenomena, um, I don't remember what year it was, but it's like right when Splice was coming up, um, it was called the Crane Bamboo Snare, um, and basically like, everyone started using it in future bays, I think like Flume used it first, and then everyone started to, uh, after that, and then it just like took off as like the snare that was used in that genre, but really, like, he first of all, he never got any value. I don't think he got any like retroactive like royalties mm. for that for that snare. Maybe he did. I I don't even I don't even totally remember. But he I don't think people he really got the credit uh, as much as much as he should have. And I'm just really curious to see what like the on chain activation and usage of samples look like in like two to five years. You know? Okay. And when so when is this drop happening? So the sample pack, it's coming uh, this week. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's gonna happen Thursday. Um, and we're super stoked about it. I think, um, you know, as Dan said, we have like, uh, you know, the vocal shots, we have, um, we have the music and it's deconstructed form as well. Um, and you know, like, I think, you know, like I said at the beginning of today, um, we wanted like all of this to be a moment. And I think having the samples, um, available and on chain will prolong, that um that experience and that's like one of the main goals like we want the music to live on uh and yeah we're excited you're gonna hear a whole bunch of yeah the vocal one shots are gonna be like hey what are you doing out there? no i'm just kidding <laughs> no it's a <laughs> gm <laughs> i totally just joking breakfast but pasta. you're right gm no no just like some cool stuff man like dude the vocal shots are always so funny because it's like you know the good the good vocal shots you know, I feel like 
are very classic ones and they're the same ones that are in a whole bunch of different like productions which is very it's always been mind-blowing to me i'm just like geez like i you know i think maybe that might be the next thing that dan and i hopefully do is like we need to make just like a crazy pack of vocals and whatnot <laughs> yeah we'll yeah. do it well it'll it'll probably come with the like criteria roll out i'm sure we'll yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> for sure there's a for anyone watching this like there's a wide open lane for vocal stabs and things of that nature so alpha uh, alpha <laughs> early alpha <laughs> nice uh, what's uh my my last question is what's uh what's next for you guys individually or together in web3 because we've been talking about criteria and obviously it's a it's a big part but have you given it any thought man i'm just excited to not have to talk to you every day no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> uh, uh no cap. I, i'm stop <laughs> the cap <laughs> I'm personally, I'm taking it one step at a time, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I, I definitely have, I'm, I mean, for anyone who knows me, they know, like, I'm thinking, I always am trying to think like a year ahead where I can. I think that there's a world that we're going to do some sort of a remix activation around Criteria. We don't, we have no idea what it is yet. Like, we, we don't, we don't know how we want to do it. But I'm personally starting to think about, um, like, how I can expand my catalog to work in, like, a lot of different contexts, like, you know, if you when I was in Miami and in Miami, like house music is king, so I want to start to work on some more house records and whatnot. But again, I don't I don't want to I don't want to commit to it too much. Um, but generally, I'm 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 uh, I'm just gonna enjoy the holidays and relax a little bit, <laughs> or at least I say I am. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, man, uh, what a luxury! What a luxury, man! I've been pulling fifteen hour days and whatnot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, but uh, no, I'm for me definitely uh next quarter is loner season uh and just like it's onboarding season it's uh it's criteria season yeah i mean i'm going full speed ahead uh honestly and um you know we're we're doing like our first loners in real life we're um i can't say an insane amount about it but we are going to be hosting three camps um at the same time all in different locations um so that'll be fun for first quarter um make more music man like this is what we do we um you know and we got to make more of it and uh, i'm just really excited i'm excited to keep pushing it forward and um yeah that's a uh, that's really what's next man you guys are a huge inspiration it's really cool to to see the journey <laughs> and i hope yeah as i said i hope we're looking at it two years from now and it's completely different and way bigger than it is now. Uh, but I have a feeling if that happens, these moments will still be much more fun than what comes after. It's usually like at the, the, the yeah, beginning when sure. it's more intimate and like less people and like everyone has that same energy that it's, uh, and that's the peak. These are the, these are, these are yeah. the golden days. They are. They are. Yeah, the more people that come into this, you know, like usually the more politics yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> things of that mm -hmm. nature like this is where everything is like simple and we're all figuring it out and we're you know creating the building blocks um yeah but i mean look i i'm a firm believer in if you do everything with good intention and uh you work really hard uh it's gonna be extremely hard to fail <laughs> for sure uh yeah so I, i'm, I'm really excited sure. so enjoy the moments for 
everyone listening, if you didn't uh, manage to to get a Criteria NFT, you can definitely find it on Sound Market, uh, on OpenSea. Uh, the floor is actually quite accessible for anyone. If someone just wants to get one of the NFTs, it's really accessible. And I think that's one real cool part of it. Uh, the Arpeggi drop on Thursday. And then you can check out these guys. Uh, I'll link to, to your Twitter uh, profiles, your sound profiles, uh, and anything else you guys want me to link to. I'll just put it in the in the show notes. Dude. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been super fun. Dude, we're, Let's go. Yeah, we appreciate you having us. Uh, the go last thing it. that I'll leave this with is, uh, uh, Dan, you look like the Grinch, <laughs> man, with that bucket hat right there. <laughs> oh, man, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Thank you for having us. Right. Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Later.